¿Qué onda, primos y primas? This is your primo Edding, your primo behind the scenes. And uh, this week, um, well, the primos decided to take a break, but in order just to keep things flowing, just to give you guys something today, I guess I'm just gonna take the reins this episode and just, I guess, make it short, you know, because these guys can get pretty deep with the stuff. So I thought to myself, like, you know what? Let me just introduce myself. Because uh, whenever I'm in an episode and we try to talk about anything that related with me, Walter keeps interrupting. But, you know, that's the dynamics that we enjoy from that show. So, yeah. And so over here, pretty much, I just um, uh, just wrote down some things I wanted to, like, uh, make some bullets on what I, what I want to speak about. So, yeah, and uh, again, just to make it short, just to give a little bit of intro to myself, maybe comment some things uh, throughout the show, what I liked about it uh, when it first came out and uh, and make some recommendations for some shows that I'm, I'm watching and give you guys maybe a little bit of homework. And so you maybe can hit us back up on the Discord or on the Facebook and uh, Instagram. So, yeah. And uh, by the way, I just wanted to, um, I, I listened, since I edited the episodes, last week's episodes, when we had uh, Primo and Puerto Rico, Ronaldo, uh, and the four of us in total, I realized, I came to appreciate the craft that Primo Stanley and Primo Walter, my brother, uh, the art of speaking, you know, I gotta say, uh, I didn't appreciate. I, I did, yeah, took it for granted on how the art that it is to speak eloquently and uh, articulately. Because when I listened to the episode, and I was like, and we you know when we were talking about all the topics like Mortal Kombat, uh, the King Kong versus Godzilla movie, right? When when I heard it. I knew of what I was speaking about. I'm surprised that Stanley knew what I was talking about. But when I heard it, as a try to you know, I was trying to be as objective as I could, as a and I was trying to be like the audience. I was like, what was I saying? I said a bunch of things without uh, hitting the subject matter. It kind of reminds me when you're writing an essay, and again, you know what you're writing. But when you proofread it and you say, wait, I'm missing the subject. I'm missing the announcement. I'm missing everything. I just have the ins and thes and buts. So I was like, and that was what made me realize uh, and appreciate Stanley's work and the craft and the efforts and the love that he puts to this passion project of his. Right. So once again, uh, thank you, Stanley, for doing everything. Thank you to Walter for, you know, uh, developing this love you guys have and for taking the granted the the dynamics that you have crafted together so uh so let me see what i have here uh, in my first bulletin i have right i put wrote uh talk about myself and our family origins okay i have like a bottle like six seven bullets to points that i already wrote down uh i don't know when it comes to myself uh uh, what uh, I'm the second kid out of four in total. It's uh three three brothers and my the youngest is my sister, the only girl from the group. We'll mention her name just in case you you know I'm pretty sure she doesn't want to be known, right? But it's uh Walter, 
and then me, and then we have a younger brother, right? Um, so that's us. And you know, as my brothers have mentioned before, you know, we're all from Central America, Salvador specifically, you know, we that's where our family comes from. And so, uh, actually, this last weekend, I hit up a cousin from my dad's side, you know, we started just talking about the grand old times, the good, the olden times, you know, uh, back in the 90s. And that's what we were talking about, all these, you know, family stories that we always heard. And, you know, that was clarified on, on, you know, all these rumors, so family stuff. Then we start to hit up the topic of, well, where, how did this, the trajectory of our family where did it come from the path from El Salvador to L.A.? Who was there? When did they get there? So, specifically with my parents, which is, again, I'm blood through with Stanley. Not Freddy. Stanley. Es Stanley. Es Stanley. Uh, we are blood related through my mom. My mom is uh, is a is a sister of, of Stanley's uh, father, right? So they're uh, that's how we're family. And um, for those who are from Southern California, for those who are from Southern California, if anybody knows where the one ten is at, where the one ten in Manchester meet, the exit of Manchester, that's just to give a really close up of where we're from. I but if I'm correct, even though I was from I'm from SoCal, you know, I believe that's called South Central or East LA. I believe that's East LA. So correct me, guys. Um, so yeah, that's where. Uh, so we had family members who came from El Salvador and uh, came to this one little neighborhood, and right now, like I said, around the uh. Or was it a Manchester and Hoover by La Orcha? I don't know if that's even the name of the, of the street. Uh, but yeah, you know, so our family from my, uh, there was this one, we'll call him Don Bene. We'll give him that name. Don Bene came into these apartments. That, as the story goes, Don Bene was renting from this one person, who knows when, I guess, late 70s, early 80s, was renting some rooms from this uh, landowner uh landlord and uh and for whatever reason apparently the landlord was having a divorce and in order to screw the person that he was divorcing from he told this don bene hey hey uh bring all your people in bring all your people in just bring everybody and we'll give them a room now how's that gonna uh, make things harder for the person i don't know but at least with the, this Don Bene said, uh, that's why he starts to bring all his people. So Don Bene, he's like from around Cabañas. That's from my understanding. That's where he's from. Uh, he came over. He came over. He set roots. You know, Iso Anklaki. You know, he was an anchor. And then people that he knew little bit by little bit, I guess he would, I don't know. I guess he would go back and forth between El Salvador and, and the U.S., and he slowly started to bring his people. He told people that he knew. During that whole process, that's where my parent, my mom and my dad met. Because this Don Bene was bringing all these Salvadorians to, uh, to L.A., right? Like I said, uh, here South Central or East L.A., whatever it's called. Um, he was bringing them over. And again, that's where my mom and my dad and Sparks flew. 
right? And first came Stanley, right? First came Stanley, then came Walter, and then came me. And I think for the longest time that was that was this just the first the three of us. Then came, you know, I'm not gonna actually I shouldn't go that much into details because maybe personal, but yeah, you know, then the rest of us came, right? And this was like what mid 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 eighties, and so. And man, that those times were wild. Those times were wild. There was a lot of there was a lot of violence in that era, especially in that there probably still is. But those those were tough years to to grow up in, right? But maybe we should. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave it at that, you know, because uh, maybe we should. Me and my brothers, me and my brother and Stanley should actually make a dedicated whole episode to this, you know. So because we, the three of us, everybody, you know, got in to. You know, we all have pers- memories, per- different perspective when we were growing, when we were being kids, right? I, I just remember Colin being just like this little ball of curly hair when I first met her when I was a kid. So, yeah, so maybe, you know, I'll leave it at that. So, but all this took place, you know, in the in the early, early 80s. You know, parents were fleeing the Civil War. That's why a lot of us are. are that's the reason why we're here, right? Um, good times. All the all the people, all those Salvadorans that moved to that to to that neighborhood, uh, that you know, because that was predominantly a black neighborhood. But we came in and we, you know, we we fought, you know, we we carved our little esquinita right there to make it our own, you know, and that's how this little cell of Salvadorans came to be in that area, you know. So yeah. And uh, although and all those all those uh, first generation as my brother calls it um you know they all have kids i remember a lot of those kids they all grew up and you know now they're setting now they're they're the parents and now this generation so that just to give you a little bit of about us you know uh i'll leave it at that like i said uh we'll leave it to to make a maybe a full episode where we can go into debt and uh you know and remember the good old times fyi stanley one once got a severe ass whooping because of my fault and and stanley so next time we talk let's talk about this and we can put it to rest <laughs> so yeah for my next bulletin let me see talk about myself for my origins okay now a little bit more about myself right walter walter you know he did the sciencey stuff he did the civil engineering Stanley, he he went to more to the creative side. He studied uh, writing and film. Uh, and me too. I mean, I, I took more to the arts itself, more more direct approach to the arts, which came to my thing has always been doodling. It all started with doodling, and um, and uh, and from there, you know, from doodling, I started to get appreciation to the arts, anime. It all started with anime, right? And. Uh, and I went to college, study for animation. I went, spent, whew, I spent a big chunk of my life in Riverside Community College. And from there, after spending a better part of a decade in that community college, finally transferred to Cal State San Bernardino. And when it comes to, and you know, I graduated, I got my bachelor's in, I got my bachelor's in, uh, how was the name that they put it for the the, the degree? It was uh, bachelor's in uh, 
and studio art and emphasis in animation. And when I remember when I was graduating and all my friends and family were there and they when I graduated, like Eden Espinoza, a bachelor's in arts, blah, 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 with honors. I was the biggest one who was surprised that day because I didn't even know I had honors. I was like, oh, my friends up all the way in the back of the of the arena were like, what? Honors? So, yeah, even I was surprised. Anyways. So, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm into art. Uh, I, I've dabbled. I'm a jack of all trades and a master of none. I was going to say, right now it came to mind, I was going to say I'm a starving and struggling artist. But in reality, I'm just starving and struggling. Not an artist. You know, I gave it my shot in college. You know, I I was genuinely interested. But, you know, life life gets to us all. And uh, I I lost my passion in art. And so, and I feel bad because of that, because Stanley has had several project projects, you know, come along and he's asked me, hey, Eden, can you do logo designs, this and that? Because he knew that I was art. But in the inside, I was like, oh, my God, I don't How do I tell him that I suck? And, you know, uh, I don't want to let him down. He's my cousin. I want to help him out. But I, you know, art died uh art died for me and i i I have a hard time telling him no you know and so i would tell him yes like yeah yeah i'll do it i'll do it and i would you know make some some drawings and they would come out so so and i'm like but then i don't know just you know i was it was a lot of insecurities with my art right still do still do um uh and so right now i'm just you know working in on other industry that it pays the bills uh uh do I like my job? The work itself is very interesting. I like it. It's actually very sciencey. Very uh uh we uh, I work at a forge where we make um we make aerospace parts. And uh and you know the the job itself interesting. It's just that you know uh management management could be can do better. Could could improve. But yeah, you know, but so right now where I'm at with my life with art uh i'm actually right now the best way that i can describe art is like a ex-girlfriend that i'm still in love with when it comes to art that's what comes to my mind to me is that one girlfriend the one that got away you know uh right now and when i see her each time i see her i'm trying to get back with her you know i'm trying to fall in love again like the, the things that made me fall in love the first time you know and I'm slowly starting to build up again, but now with the experience that I have, just life experience throughout the throughout the years, you know, I'm trying to now apply that with with the new with the new uh, and inspirations that I have, trying to see if I can make it happen. But you know, I have my personal demons, which is <laughs> laziness. That's uh, that's to be honest, that's what get that's what gets me uh, insecurities with my art, insecurity with myself. And, you know, and most of the time it just gets the best of me. But uh, with but I'm glad that Stanley's always kept bugging me about, you know, participating with him because this is like the of all the projects that he had. And he asked me about it. And I, this is the first one where I kind of stuck with it. And, you know, I kind of I had to learn more about myself to and what kind of person I was in all aspects of life. And that including work ethic, I came to realize that especially working with a group 
uh, you know, just tell me, like, and I spoke, you know, whenever we have a little kumbaya sessions between the three of us, I tell Stanley, hey, you know what? Just tell me what I need to know, what you want, and that's it. Because if you start giving me, like, a, the big picture, I won't get it. It'll go through one ear and we'll go out the other. Right? So that's why I just came to, I'm, I'm coming to understand what kind of person I am when it comes to, a, like, a big, I mean, group projects and, uh, and how I work with them, right? I have a type of person to have a hard time taking initiative. But if you tell me what to do, since I really, I hate to let down people. I, I, I hate to let people down. Uh, I like, I, I, you know, hey, people are depending on me. I can't let them down. They have are investing so much in this, this, in this and that. So I can't let those efforts die. So in that way, that's where I get my inspiration. Uh, I'm not, not my inspiration, my motivation to you know to do stuff. And uh, and fortunately, you know, right now it's working. Same thing, actually, same thing with working out. You know, I'm trying to lose this gut, and it took some time. One of my but one of my best friends right now. Uh, we shall call this per- person uh, Wolf, right? This Wolf of a person. She uh, motivated me a lot. Took she kept nagging me on for a long time, and uh, before the Rona happened, uh, uh, I was able to stick to the gym for one year. Apocalypse happened, and then you know, the rest is history. So yeah, I mean uh, that's where I'm at with right now with my life, uh, from my trajectory, from my dreams. My dreams were always to become a, a animator. Uh, and and tell stories but when i was younger you know i was really a big fan of of anime dragon ball z caballero del zodiaco uh if any for those who are a sec, side note for those que estuvieron en el salvador and el salvador and back in the mid eight mid 90s mid 90s if anybody remembers the show la liga del dragon dragon league where the main character se llamaba Tokyo. Tokyo. Did anybody else watch that show? Because that was it was it was a show. It don't show the football. Así tipo Captain Subasa o los supercampeones. If anybody remembers La Liga del Dragón en El Salvador, let me know. I would like you know. To be honest, I, I came across a playlist in YouTube, and whenever I feel nostalgic from the nineties, I'll watch that. Anyways. Uh, where was I? Oh, that happens a lot. Let me turn on the light because now it's getting dark. And by the way, uh, I decided to make this really, you know, laid back episode, allow mistakes. Uh, didn't want to, I wanted something really relaxed and easy to myself. So, uh, you're going to he- hear all these pauses. You're going to, I'm pretty sure you've been hearing the dog barking in the back. I have my dog here with me too. Her name is Fan. She's chilling. And also, yeah, you know, uh, I apologize for the unprofessionalism, but, you know, I'm trying to unwind and be easy on this one. Uh, so let's see. So right now, so talk about, oh, yeah, so with my art, you know, that's where I've been with my art. Uh, struggling with insecurities with my art. And because uh, uh, of, to me, if my, whenever I do something and it doesn't come out perfect, uh, I don't, I give up, you know, it's like, hey, it's not perfect. I have all these years of experience. Why is still not good? I just leave it. You know, why bother? 
And I'm slowly working on myself to allow myself to be bad at art, you know. Uh, so right now I'm just doing like little exercises of a sketching. And I'm allowing myself to my sketches to be crappy, you know, to be shit. And because uh, I'm being realistic with myself to these drawings to be great in the beginning. Now, what I want to do with my art now, right? With all this life experience and the uh, uh, life experience uh, abilities that I have now, right? Uh, I do want to get back to animation. I do want to tell stories. I do want to say one I. One, there's a uh, two. I want to say, uh, I'm when I, I'm really into music, right? Like everybody, and I'll hear songs. Uh, for example, let's see what's the latest one. Uh, there's this song called uh, Miami Showdown, Miami Showdown, and when I hear the song, or I said, yeah, Miami Showdown, and when I hear the song. Basically, I start to paint a picture in my head about it's like as a, it starts with a a character who is like you know like like uh, has hard to describe, you know just uh it's there you go for those who have seen the the movie Repo Men, the main character the well, the character that I was trying to do for this film I even actually I start to animate it a bit and I start to put on music but like I said I gave up. So the character visually are dressed as like the main character from the Repo Men, right? So like that, but you know, uh, I would involve motorcycles, their assassins, and all these things, right? And basically, when I hear music, the way that I feel, the way the music sounds, I'll start to build up stories behind it. And for this specific song, like Miami Showdown, it was a, a duel between two assassins, but one assassin is being chased down by the thugs or the la the the la uh henchmen of the other assassin the other assassin is a sniper right and as the music goes to the beat and the main assassin is trying to escape in a motorcycle all these stuff so everything is going to that uh and so basically i want to paint the story from the, the way i feel from the music all this was inspired by the anime music videos from the early 2000s you know all those dragon ball z lincoln park music videos great shit by the way so yeah so that's one thing that i want to do with animation to do music videos and tell stories on how i interpret those songs uh so yeah the second thing how i want to use the second one i want to use animation is the storytelling and one of them is Actually, one of them is Ben 10, like little characters. Uh, the basically the characters that I met during my trip to El Salvador when I lived there for I lived there like nearly four years and tell little stories about. I mean, not little stories about. Yes, yeah, I guess. Yeah, little stories about them. Uh, not really of the person, but the, the type of people, you know, archetypes that I would see, you know, in El Salvador about these people. Also, uh, make, make like make an animation of El Salvador during its civil war, and you know just have ideas floating around. How would I do it? How would it visually look like? And since and since the civil war took place in the seventies, eighties, the look, the visual style that I think of it is very for those who who are anime fans. 
the like for for example Captain Herlock from uh, for the anime Captain Herlock or Gundam if you can vis- if you know how that looks like use that visual style but apply it to the character so basically use a time period of anime to use it to tell this story you know uh i feel that because even the hair matches like when i see pictures of my dad when he was in in the military or after he left the military and he let hair he let his hair grow it looked exactly like some of the anime characters are like really bushy afro-y and so like you know what i would do that kind of like you know i don't know like a visual tell that it's from the from that era so I, I really want to do storytelling. Uh, and I'm proud of being Salvadorian. I like, uh, uh, you know, I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of where I come from. I know my root. Uh, I know at least part of my roots. But I'm not really like Walter, where he's like, ah, oh, viva la raza. Uh, you know, and uh, he's more vocal about it. Um, I'm, I'm, I keep it to myself. I know I'm proud of it. You know, I know where I come from. And so whenever I've done animations or anything, you don't really see nothing about me as a Salvadorian. This project would be, this is where the one that, you know, you would see that where, I don't know, I want to tell the story of my parents, my cousins who were, who are, who were alive during that time. I've asked them questions and they, they told me some gritty stories about when they were kids, they would go to school and they would just see burning bodies, you know. And there's some real stuff, you know, stuff that, you know, I was like, what? You saw that? I'm like, damn. So, yeah. So, in the future, you know, I'm just trying to meet. I'm meeting people from different industries. Um, uh, well, I don't know if I should say that. Fuck it, I should say it. I'll say it. Fuck it. Uh, Stanley, if you don't like this, fucking me regañas después. But, uh, hey, you know what? I'm talking about myself. Uh, so, uh as a hard time admitting this right but i'm a person of culture i like culture what i mean what i mean by that you know i watch the, the them hentais you know i watch them hentais i i peruse through the p hub you know i peruse through p hub and through my fascination of that i came to learn that i'm a very erotic person or i don't know that was that would be sounds really weird now that i say it but I don't know. I came to, I came to realize what I want in life, and at first I was ashamed, you know, like oh man, this is something that you keep quiet about, you know, because this is bad, you know, especially coming from a Catholic, you know, family, Catholic upright up uh, upbringing, you know, we, me and Walter and my siblings, we went to a Catholic school, and you know, and not that we are Catholic, we never really practiced it. But, you know, the culture that is saturated and, you know, it's, it's stuck to us. So a lot of it stuck to us, you know, feel shame and nah, never be proud of who you are, all that stuff. Right. But as I came to grow up, uh, I started to like, you know what? Uh, I am as, as the kids say now, there's no, no need to kink shame, you know. And I can realize what I like. So slowly throughout the years, I start to gravitate towards people. And now I'm finding myself to be around the right people that I like, which is like like minded people who are sexually liberated, who are cutting the old strands of society that, you know, you need to if you're if one, if you don't look this certain way, you should be ashamed of your body. 
And or if you do look at this way, you still should be asking your body. And, you know, I'm, I'm being I'm gravitating towards people who are sexually liberated, who are not ashamed of who they are and what they like. And uh, and throughout meeting these people, a lot of my own machistas ways, my misogynistic ways, fortunately, because of the women that I've met in my life, shout out to Gloria from Nalgona Positivity. Thanks to her, she you know, she taught me a lot of stuff when I was in feminist club back in RCC. And I don't know. And again, my mom, my sisters, my cousins, all that stuff have given me reason. I mean, just because of them, like it, uh, it made me examine myself and how I approach the opposite sex and the dangers that they are in the dangers that I present to them. And, you know, it basically it made me police myself a lot. And to be honest, I'm thankful for that because as a guy, I you know, there's a lot of things, I guess this will be male privilege, right, that I can do and never consider only until people that I care for showed me. And it sucks that it took them, you know, somebody I didn't just listen. But thanks to to them, you know, I start to think of uh, sexuality and try to approach it from a healthy way and not fall for the pits of uh, mainstream pornography, which is is degrading women and making them objects to my pleasure as a male. Right. So I'm still and again, still work in progress, you know, Uh, there's so there's always more to learn. But I'm glad that, you know, that I've allowed myself to be a sexual being, not be ashamed of it. And to and to and to accept other people's points of view on their sexuality, respect it, even if it's something that I don't like, you know. But just because I don't like it doesn't mean that I have to disrespect it, you know. Just let live. So that that's and uh, and the reason why I brought up all this because I'm actually uh, recently I came across I did something where I thought I would never do, and just to not to give too much many details because I don't know. Probably Stanley and Walter won't like this, but I was kind of part of a shooting of a, a film production that is, again, of the nature that we were just speaking about. And I just got to say it was, I don't know, it was pretty cool. Uh, uh, it was pretty cool. And it gave me a different perspective to the performers. You know, when we see these things, uh, you know, we just think that, man, these people are living the life. And I mean, there were these people that I sh- uh, shot with. I mean, not me. I was just the camera, the camera guy. Uh, I don't know. It just gave me re- much more respect to them because we just take it for granted the things they do, and it's like, oh, since they're having pleasure with it, man, that that that, that don't cost nothing, and no les cuesta nada. That's being facile. So, and we shame that, you know, we shame that because like, oh, mejor que se vayan a trabajar. Why don't they do it like the rest of us? Lo que están haciendo es incorrecto, están usando, blah, 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 you know. I don't want to get into too much details. But basically, it gave me a profound uh, respect to it and a different view, the direction that the performers were taking, that the, all these performers were taking, you know, like they'll have to be, agree- like, consent, uh, you know, make sure that everybody was okay with everything that was happening, and then the direction of the uh, how the main person wanted everything to go down, I don't know. And uh, and uh, and you know the hard work. It, this this took hours, by the way. This took hours, and uh, you, and and to make it look believable. So you know, 
power to all these uh, sex workers, you know. It's something that, you know, it just goes over our head. We we shame it. We uh, we shame it. Y lo, lo hacemos de menos. So, yeah. Uh, you know, pro, let's be pro, pro, I don't know what's the word that I'm looking for now. I don't know, just, I guess, be open-minded and pro people's sexuality, you know. Again, let, let, live, how does they say? I oh, mean, the kids know it better. Live and let live. There you go. Uh, what to do, what would like to do. Let's see what I have now. I said, what are you doing now? What am I doing now? I kind of already said it. Well, right now I'm just working. Now I'm looking down to my bullet points. Now I'm just looking. Uh, I kind of already spoke about that. What I want to do, I mean, I, I want to travel. Man, I love Japan. I've been to Japan. I've been to China. I've been to Mexico. I'll, TJ, TJ. It counts, but but there's so much more to Mexico than just TJ, you know? So I would like to visit all the... I would like to visit all the hometown, if possible. If money was no, ob, uh, you know, no obstacle, I would like to visit all the places, all the the towns of my best friends from Mexico, some of them from the DF, um, El Rodrigo Diz from the DF, uh, el Chubax, uh, he, uh, if you're listening, Chubax, El Chubaca, uh, he's from, if I'm viene, is the, fucking Francisco, where are you from, actually? Are you from Jalisco? Oh, from, wherever from the Chivas we're from, <laughs> are from, uh, Juarez, uh, Chihuahua, because I have from a good friend now, que son de ahí, y, you know, and, so yeah, I would like to travel more. And right now, I would like to travel more of obviously Latino America. Uh, I would like to travel more of Asia. I would also definitely like to go to Europe. And but right now, man, Japan, Japan has a special part in my heart. And uh, yeah, I've already been there twice. Y me gustó bastante. So yeah, uh, I think we're gonna get. It's already what thirty four minutes. I think she wrapped this up. But yeah, travel more. I want to travel more. Go with friends. Get to meet new people. Get different perspectives to issues that I would, you know, see. Because you can, I guess, see solo rest things in your point of view. You know, you can only go so far. But if you go around y conoces más gente, they'll give you a different point of view. Okay, you probably never considered. And like, God damn, you know, uh, this actually works. What you, The way you see things it actually makes sense. And can help me troubleshoot some and solve problems that que si solo fuera a, a mi modo con mis goggles con mi uh, tunnel vision nunca lo viera so I definitely want to travel more so I'm gonna make some recommendations guys for uh, for some homework to I guess go watch uh, uh, I'm gonna have like I, I escribi, escrito dos uh, cuatro shows right now que I'm gonna recommend que son they were really good so right now, um, uh, una la que me, I don't know, this show has actually reignited my passion in animation and storytelling. It makes me want to, uh, I don't know, fall in, uh, I don't know, to pick up animation again. Especially when I wrote to the cre- uh, the director, uh, the, the show, uh, 
if I'm pronounced, it's a, it's a French, uh, it comes from a French comic book and it was made into an animation, uh, anime inspired, say I'm a last man. And the person who directed it was, uh, Jeremy Petting. I'm pretty sure I'm not saying that right, but if I'm incorrect, it's Jeremy Petting. You can find him uh, on, on Instagram, but find, you can look up his show uh, that he directed called Last Man. Now, the reason why I like Last Man is because it's a it's it's like it's kind of like a, it's a show that takes place in a current, let's say, in a fictitious town, you know, metropolitan town. Uh, 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 it's you know modern times, you know, you could you could be seen that it's. it's it's a it reflects our current time, right? But what I like about shows and those real reasons why I liked Avatar: The Last Airbender is because it has lore. Anything it has lore and origin story, uh, I love. Let me actually back up the phone because maybe too loud at the moment. Uh, and it has so it's, it's action packed music. Oh yeah, man, you should. You'll probably love. You guys, hopefully, you guys like the. The closing theme song is called Fire. And uh, so, so it's great music, action-packed, full with lore. and But the way it combines it, because we've always, when we see lore, like, I mean, like, all oh, the origins of something, it's, uh, it's like old-timey, whatever. But this combines it with futuristic, feet, uh, like, sci-fi that goes for Walter. So it, it, uh, when I first saw, saw it, I liked it a lot because, again, it, it gave me, like, origin from back in the olden time and and it's very uh all the characters are well written you see why they do the things that they do it why they do the things that they do why they care uh so i don't know it just feels like a well-rounded show the main character is called Rachel aldana he comes across a girl from an old friend of his that's murdered and he's protecting, and people are chasing down that girl. Again, this is a plot that's been used in many animes or cartoons. But this one, if I mean, it's, uh, it just feels really natural, I, but and believable. And that's what I like about it. Uh, too many animes, again, use this uh, formula, but it all feels just, it's more like they tell me, but they don't show me. Well, this show, Last Man, shows me and doesn't tell me. And what I like about it that since it's a French, done from French, uh, a pers- like I guess uh, not uh, for sure, not, not nothing Christian based from here in the U.S. Uh, they're not afraid to tackle different topics like drugs, sex, something that you won't see usually in American cartoons, and uh, and but taken more serious compared to an, just a regular Japanese anime. When you see those features in anime, uh, those, those characters in an anime, which is uh, anything sexuality, it's more for the fan service, right? And it's just uh, kind of like a cheap shot just to get your attention. This, on the other hand, it kind of serves a little bit more of a purpose. And again, makes the story believable. So I won't spoil it. And I don't think I'll be able to spoil it because I don't think I can even do a good job articulating it. But if you like action packed stories, uh, if you like well uh, animation great animation and great music I will definitely check out Last Man the next one is uh, Spitter if I'm, it came out actually in Adult Swim uh, called the Moribito 
And actually, now that I think of it, it's maybe a little bit similar to Last Man. Again, uh, the main character comes a kid, the kid's being chased by got that is being chased by some spirit, uh, by some uh, secret group. Uh, but again, the same reason why I like Last Man is because one, it has lore. All the characters are well written. We underst- We see. We see why they care and why they do the things. And as it was, uh, as, as it was in production with IG Productions, great, great company. When it comes to uh, production companies in Japan, they do some of my favorites, like Ghost in the Show. Uh, but this one, I like like period pieces. So it feels like a feudal era Japan. And actually, like the main where the, everything takes place, it feels like feudal, feudal era Japan. But the main character, you get this vibe that she comes from Nepal. Again, this is, takes a whole different world that's not based on this world. It's based on a, a similar world to ours, right? And so it's a lot of fantasy, spiritual, supernatural aspects into it. Again, with great action, great martial arts, great story. Uh, and ca- character driven, so definitely check out uh, Mori- Morivito. Uh, it should be both of these so far are both in Eng- are are Last Man in English and French. Morivito both in English and Japanese. Another one for those that like like a good uh, psycho thriller, uh, a who done it. Uh, or like a, I guess what's the another word like? It's kind of like a murder mystery, but more like a. I'm trying to think of a good film, but that that compares a little bit to it. Like there's a big mystery, uh, but right now the one that I'm speaking of is called Monster Bot Naoki Urosawa, and it takes the main character is a Japanese doctor who's studying medicine med in uh, in, in Germany. And one night, he he's brought to us a boy who was shot in the head, and he has to save them. But when they bring the kid to him, they're about to substitute. They're going to take away this kid, and they're taking him away and tell him, save this other politician instead, because this politician is more, imper- more important. But the doctor refuses, says, no, uh, he was here first, and... And I'm going to say work on him. I'm not going to save this politician just because you deem it more. I'm by the way, I'm paraphrasing, right? I'm just simply oversimplifying everything. And so he saves this kid because he said, like, you know what? Uh, his life matters, too. Just because he's not a great politician or somebody of money, you know, everybody's equal. And he did this because he had some prior, a prior incident that made him make this choice. When it came to saving this between between choosing lives between the politician and the kid. Well, when he does that, uh, the person that he saves turns out to, you know, when you think, oh, you know, I saved them and I hope they have a great life. But when he saves this person, comes to realize that maybe he shouldn't have because this person turns out to be the bane of his existence. So, again, I don't want to give because uh, one, I won't do it just at explaining it. But just know it's like a great mystery, and it it, invo- uh, it involves so many. Again, uh, maybe I'm not gonna do it justice. Just to g- give a comparison, uh, if you liked Code Geass or you liked Notebook, then you will the the Death Note. Sorry, Death Note. If you like those two shows, you I I believe 
if you're a person of culture, you will definitely like Monster by Naoki Urasawa. You should be able to find it on Hulu. It's a, again, it's a great thriller. It's always like there's always like you're always on edge because you're wondering what happened, why they did it, how was this done, and and it's a it, it goes pretty deep. Like it, it again, like I said, the reasons why you like a Death Note and uh, like I said, Cold Geass. Those is the 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 how you say the uh, the reason why it's, everything is kind of like. You know, you watch it and it's like, well, you know, it's an anime. There's mechas in there. There's, uh, you know, exaggerated, super-powered, overpowered humans. So it takes away, uh, you know, you know that it's, you know that it's fantasy. You know that it's fake. It, it can never happen in the real world. You know, they just present, you know, with some really interesting topics. With Monster, on the other hand, the reason why I really like this one is because everything that you see, you say, yo, this is real. This is definitely within the realm of possibility in fact it could pr- it probably already happened and that's why this is based on you know this show is based on such uh such um uh, such uh you know such uh sorry uh so you know such incidents were based on uh, this show was based on such incidents sorry about getting tongue-tied uh so yeah i would definitely uh watch it it takes place uh if i'm correct it takes place like in the Mid mid nineties, mid nineties, uh, mid nineties Germany, and uh, and it delves into deep, like really deep, uh, topics. Just to give you a little bit of taste, the main character, he's like a a more a more of a, a, a think of it as a of a quiet, more subdued version of the Joker in the sense that how he is perverse and is willing to try to get anybody bring anybody down and i said like let's say joker from batman the animated series well the main character again he's not as exaggerated physically physically uh or exaggerated or i mean you know he's out there screaming yelling nothing like that but the scheming he's he's very quiet and he schemes a lot and he he himself does he does nothing but he manipulates people to do great horrible deeds all the way from adult elderly to kids and he really does it just to fuck with them and to see how they react and just in one this one episode where he does this to this kid and he exposes this kid to the worst of mankind the worst people in in the society and once he exposes everybody to that society he presents the choice to that kid and 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 it's very sad because you see it like that's real that's with that happens a lot. We we, we we believe like yeah that happens. I'm pretty sure that's happened in life. And with the last one, which is which is a current uh show that I'm we my uh, primo Stanley and Walter mentioned a little bit. It's Invincible. It's uh from the uh it comes from the mind from the creator of The Walking Dead, which is Robert Kirkman, if I'm correct. And since it's currently happening, I won't say much. Even though probably they already give away a lot of the other spoilers of all the many spoiler episodes that we've done so far. But Invincible again. This again is you know, I'm gonna wrap it up because damn, it's already nearly an hour. <sighs> Just, actually, this one, guys, go watch it. I guess for now, for those who are into animation, uh, go watch it. 
I'll uh, go watch it because they're definitely taking aspects from the DC universe, both DC and Marvel. But I feel like they lean more on DC because they kind of like borrow from the Justice League. You know, you see characters that, oh, this is the Wonder Woman of this world. This is the the Flash from this world, you know, from this uh, from this animated series. So they get all these characters, I guess, similar to the show Boys. I haven't seen that show, but they'll get that. They'll flip it on the side and present it with real issues that humans go with, right? And don't get me wrong, DC has done great uh, renditions, what ifs with all these other show, uh, shows with these characters, right? But I really like this one, Invincible, uh, great uh, voice cast. Uh, I'm pretty sure you've seen the memes about the guy. I forget. I don't know. I, uh, I forgot. The guy who came out and uh, you know the guy who was the editor. Uh, periodical editor for the Spider-Man, the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. He also came out. What he was commissioned to Gordon for the Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck uh, Batman, and you know he. Uh, there's a meme where it says like this man is literally hired for his mustache, and also came out the movie Whiplash. Great movie. Again, for those that just don't happen to know, Invincible. It's a. Uh, it's kind of. It's uh Takes a takes a hit takes a definitely a different hit different angle on the superhero genre uh, present them with uh a realistic very relevant uh issues and how those issues would be handled by super powered beings you know and the violence all the violence great stuff right and the god complex that the the you know the the main i guess the main antagonist truly is you know so just watch it again. A lot of violence, uh, man. I guess just just violence and great storytelling and uh, character development. So I guess I'll leave it this for now. Also, I was just gonna say uh, again, uh, hit uh, um, hit the hit us up on the Discord for uh, for those that have it. And, you know, actually, I wouldn't mind if you guys drop me some 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 animation anime, I mean animation or movie recommendations, games too, may maybe we'll try to have a a, a game uh, rec- uh, a game ep- a game anime uh music episode oh, with little to no politics Walter. <laughs> to the world is uh to we know we're dealing with a lot of heavy stuff. So let's let's make an episode where uh, light and you know lighthearted, so have a good time. Uh, so yeah, don't be afraid to recommend me so many shows. If you want to hit me directly up, uh, you can hit me up on Instagram. It's the underscore animator, but instead of the I, I use the number one. So the underscore animator substitute the i for a one and you should be able to find me it's just a picture of uh some uh, figure drawing black figure drawings so yeah uh, uh I, at least i want to give you some a little bit of something for this episode i mean since walter and uh and, and stanley decided you know they, they had a lot of underplayed roots uh so that you know that you know what they're gonna take a break so and i just wanted to you know i'm gonna take this opportunity to do something so right now i'm just gonna finish this right now and uh, edit the worst parts out and put some music that i like and uh and yeah 
By the way, uh, there was a, for those, uh, one time I, I forgot which episode it was, but I put some Japanese song, uh, and my, I think it was Walter Stanley told me that, that there's some of you guys who asked, what the fuck was that? Well, the, what the fuck that that was, it was Plastic Love by Maria Takeuchi. Uh, it's just a resurgence of city pop, great music. Uh, I would definitely, for those uh, mu- uh, music fi- uh, music lovers, definitely hit up the check out that song. Uh, again, "Plastic Love" by Maria Takeuchi. I'll draw. I'll try to make the next time an opportunity like this happens again, where it's just me chatting up by myself. I'll drop off some songs, some song recommendations for you to check out. Well, primos, uh, have a great night.